Hello, my name is Emma Dantas and this is my podcast, Life Happens, Connect, Overcome, Live. Part of living is working and um, for the majority of us and I think for all of us. And this podcast is a part of my business series. Uh, For me, work is my own business. Um, As a professional language interpreter and translator, and having managed my own translation um, services business language marketplace for the past 20 years. Wow, it's been a long time. It just hit me 20 years. Every time I have to do the calculation of when I started the business and I realize it's 20 years, it it still wows me um, and I guess dates me age-wise. But um, language marketplace is a big part of my life. It's my professional life. When I started Language Marketplace as a sole proprietor, and then um, two years later, I became a, uh, it became a corporation, I, I had wanted to create a different kind of company, but mainly I was thinking I, I wanted to be self-employed. Um, as of that time, I, had, um, I was a single mom raising my two daughters, and I actually wanted to get paid for my work. But that is a a different subject for another podcast, um, which would be getting paid for the work you do as a freelancer or a subcontractor. Um, Back on topic, after 20 years, um, Language Marketplace has grown to be a multi-million dollar company in revenue, um, in yearly revenue. It has become, it, but the translation and interpretation business has become a a tough business, especially for, translation of documents because the, of the, pers- the, the largely perception um, nowadays that to have a proper translation, all you have to do is run it through Google Translate. And that is not the case. Um, today I wanted to explain more about what a translator does and what an interpreter does. And hopefully this can help um, all of you um, that deal with interpreters or translators in your own business or when, um, sometime in the future, if you ever need the service, because in in our business world of today, and as our world uh, continues to grow as a world economy, you will need at some point uh, or another to communicate in another language or in many other languages. So what is the the difference between an interpreter and a translator? An interpreter um, is, Basically, um, in a nutshell, a translator, but does it verbally, does it speaking. Um, And a translator um, translates the written document. So translate one document from one language, which is the source language, into another language, which would be the target language. Um, Now, what the difference between why a machine translation shouldn't be used in, in, in many cases, is it? and it's not because I, I own a translation company. But language is very um, subjective, and um, especially the English language and the Latin-based languages, because you might have a word that means three different things in, 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 depending on the context. As me and you write differently, well, a machine doesn't recognize that. Me and you, when we write, we have a different tone, a different style. 
And when you're writing a presentation to represent your company or a speech about your company or you're writing um, a, a recipe or um, there's, there's ingredients to deal with that, that, are, that might vary from country to country and that the names are different or they're called, they're referred to as differently or um, when there's an instruction manual. Um, for example, I'll give you an example about an instruction manual. And this is what uh, caught my attention um, one day and I had to write a an email to the potential client, which did become a client after. Um, this was a health uh, company in, in, in Canada that was um, packaging um, life-saving um, for first responders, um, life's a kit for uh, first responders um, to administer um, CPR and life-saving um, procedures for any passengers that came out of a plane for airports. And they were going to export these, these kits for the first responders um, to um, the European countries. Therefore, they needed them translate, they needed the instructions translated in um, six or seven languages. Um, one of the languages that happened to be Portuguese, which I am um, certified in. And um, they sent the, the documents to us just to proofread. When I opened the Portuguese just out of curiosity and, um, and when I then looked at the translation, I can see it was, it, it was, had been a, a, uh, a machine translation because um, airways, um, in in the airways in in, um, in in English can mean a couple of things can mean our passage of our where we are where we're breathing but it also means um, the plane the air the runway and the airways um, the machine doesn't understand that when they're when the machine is translating that. So, and that was just one of the, the problems. But what happened was that the machine picked it up that so um, and was telling the paramedics, the first responders, that when to administer instead of opening our airway passage for us to breathe, to provide to insert um, one of the pieces of the kid and um, it, it actually translated as to open the runway where the plane would land um, and then that that's just one of many examples that things happen on a daily basis when um, when things are translated by machine and not by humans um, I do know that a lot of um, clients um, think by that saving money becomes a money-saving thing that they can just translate by machine or do a, a Google Translate and then send it to a translation company or to a professional translator to proofread. What they don't realize that it becomes so hard to proofread a machine translation because the sentence structure seems to be there and then you look at your source document and kind of the information seems to be there because you you're able your brain is able to think on both and but it becomes so time consuming that it is faster and more simpler and becomes a better product just to retranslate it and that becomes unfair and that be 
um, for the translator because now he or she is not getting paid to translate, but is getting paid to proofread. Um, a language marketplace does, doesn't uh, proofread of translations um, done by machine um, just because of that point, just because no matter how much you try and clean it up, it's still not a great translation. And that brings me back to my original, what, does a what is a translator and what does a translation mean? Uh, many years ago when I started the company, I, I had the privilege of working with a, with a veteran um, a translator. He had been a translator for um, over 30 years. And, um, and he taught me something about um, translation that had stuck with me ever since. Um, he said a proper translation um, is when the person that the translation is intended for reads the document as if it was written for him or her, not knowing that it originally had been written in another language. And that is essentially what, what it is when, when you write something in, for example, we speak English, so we, when we write something in English, we're writing for the person that's going to read it, for our audience. Well, when we translate it, shouldn't that person that is going to read it in French or in Punjabi or in Spanish or in Portuguese or Italian, shouldn't we extend that same courtesy to them? Shouldn't we be writing to them? Not just translating, not just put, not just copying one word to another, but also taking into account that we're writing to them because the document is mine. If I'm going to put it in another language and I can't speak or write in another language, the document still should be coming from me because I'm going to sign the document and that person who receive it should feel the same importance as the person that that received it in English that is how I see that a, a proper tra translation should be and I'm assuming that all of us that run businesses and want to communicate in a different language would want the same think for all our customers, regardless of what language they speak. Now, um, interpreters is, is, is a whole different thing. Um, uh, over the years, uh, the insistence and the implementation that interpreters have to be trained and professional interpreters have to be used, for example, in hospital settings, which amazingly for many years they weren't, or in school settings or in counseling settings. Um, has become you know very prevalent and uh, mandatory um, but before I don't know if you ever remember that I, I remember um, going to a, a teacher and uh, meeting parent teacher meeting with my with my mom and and um, I was in grade two or three and I was her interpreter uh, I remember interpreting um, what the teacher was saying to my mom in English and I was interpreting into Portuguese. Um, it wasn't kind of right, even though I didn't lie in that interpretation, but um, it, it wasn't right. I, I remember um, while living in Edmonton and I was a teenager when my, every time my dad needed to go um, to an appointment, even with um, WSIB and um, after his accident and my mom needed to go to the doctor, I was their interpreter. 
I was a teenager. I should not have been their interpreter. Um, I know we're trying to change that, but in essence, an interpreter, uh, again, is someone that translates from one language into another, but verbally. So repeats what one person is saying into the other language. And a professional interpreter should not admit anything. And it becomes, again, um, just like in, 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 in translation of documents, it has to be the voice, it has to be the tone, it has to be the words, the proper words used um, to be a proper translation. Um, if, an, if, if an interpreter, um, for example, I, I still do a lot of interpreting for, um, for, me, for mental health and for health cases when it, you, you can't summarize as an interpreter. You have to repeat exactly what that patient is saying is the only way that the service provider or the caregiver can understand what that person, that patient, that human is going through. When we start summarizing, when we start um, putting, literally putting words in other people's mouths, we're running a really, really slippery slope and a dangerous, <laughs> and, 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 become, and we become dangerous. The same thing is with machine translation in, in a way when you are just going to let it be that, you know, okay, that word is good enough, but was that the intention? Then it becomes a dangerous and we become, then it becomes dangerous territory in, in my opinion. So I'm hoping that you, uh, excuse me. <coughs> so I'm hoping that this gives you a little bit more information about um, the importance of using a professional translator or interpreter or even what a, really a translator should do that I know that Google Translate or any or any to be fair to any other machine translation um, uh, device does uh, at this moment it is it, I know it is getting better um, but still, a there is no replacement for a human translation. And um, I hope this um, helps you the next time that you do, as a business person, um, want to put out a, com a communication or um, want to talk to your staff. Uh, if you're running a, a, a manufacturing company, for example, and all the information needs to be communicated in um, some of your employees' um, first language for full understanding. Um, I hope um, that this is some benefit if, for you or if you are doing surveys for um, your customers about your product, about your service and want to um, have that in available across the world, if you do business across the world, maybe it'll give you, a, I'm, I'm hoping that this information will um, let you think about, um, about what kind of how you want to present your message and what kind of service actually a professional translator and a professional interpreter does. And if you have any questions, please feel to comment, contact me, um, happy, uh, contact us at Language Marketplace uh, and uh, we're happy to help. Thank you until next time.